listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hello, friends. Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast again. And sitting across from me is John Long. He's the other member of the duo. Hello. And we're going to talk about odd news. But first, how was your week? You had a good week? Yeah, I've had a good good week. Okay, cool. I, I was telling you before we click record, but I'll tell the audience, I'm back to playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I nice. Me and five other people worldwide are the only ones playing it. But for John... The way he explained it to me is really more like Second Life. Okay, yeah. For John. Right. Yeah. He's just he's just a mountain man I'm living a, out in the yeah. woods. I'm a peaceful hunter, trapper. And the only time you go to town and have anything to do with any other people is just to get supplies. That's right. Just to get supplies and sell my pelts that I've got. And, and then all head that. back out yeah, on the head, frontier. Head back out. <laughs> Get on it, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm cowboying. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not an outlaw. I'm a good guy, so I'm honorable. <laughs> so no, I, no bank robbing. No horse rustling. Nope. No nope. saloons. No aggression. I did drink. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't get me excommunicated. <laughs> I did drink like four virtual beers. <laughs> right. Because I couldn't remember what it did. To, like, if you really got drunk, it does make you like, whoop, stagger and all that. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So you just wanted to... I just had to see what it's like. It's a know? simulation, yeah. Sure, yeah, not real. I mean, you have no idea what that's like in real life. No, none. So this is the closest... None me, at all. This is the closest Southern Baptist like me and you are ever going right. to get to be drunk. Time come over later, we can, <laughs> we can drink on Red Dead Redemption and play poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we drink soda in real life they do have card games like poker games mm-hmm. and used to back when i was playing it when it first came out i don't i think everybody you were playing against were all uh not cgi npcs okay yeah but now i think if you it's join a people. game other people online and i don't want that because i'm like I don't want to interact with other people on here. <laughs> right. I just want to do my thing. Everybody leave me alone. Because this is your mountain man scene. That's right. Yeah. I want to be a mountain man <laughs> if it weren't for my stupid family holding me back <laughs> and career and church and everything else. Yeah. I would go move out into the wilderness somewhere and live out the rest of my days. Probably die very quickly based on what I've seen on a lawn. So, mm-hmm. but. This is why some say that the Bigfoot left us <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> I would befriend Bigfoot. He would find a kindred soul in me of, uh, of a person who just wants to wander the world and scare people. <laughs> God, I cannot remember the name. There's a name of a lady who has this crazy story. She says that her family is like friends yeah. with like Bigfoot. They've communed like oh, for generations. Yeah. Do you, yes. Does this sound ring a bell? Right. I've, I've heard this. She's told stories about watching them hunt deer. Right. And how they come up to her house and sometimes want to like, you know, have some onions sure, or some just garlic. Right. <laughs> yeah. just, a, just a porch visit. You know? I think she also, she's also one of those people who says they can turn invisible and they can teleport because they're not bound by right. space and time, yeah. which is well, why we can never find them. I don't like the plural, you know, like there's a herd of it because we know it's Cain, right? <laughs> right. Like this has all been verified. This is Cain, right? Well, now Cain, he had descendants, didn't he? Did he? 
I mean, I, yeah, he went and married the daughters of oh, Nod. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes, he did. That, yeah. So these are Cain's descendants, maybe. Well, uh, Cain's still alive, too. Yeah, they're but all. But maybe there's some other they're ones. They're all alive. <laughs> they're all carrying the curse. Cain <laughs> has to carry the curse of Bigfoot dumb forever. <laughs> but the rest of them live and die and so, hunt deer and fish and streams. <laughs> With their hands, their big old giant hairy hands. Sure. Yeah. Um, was it Monday? I think Monday. I listened to a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh Have yes. you heard I'm, of I'm it? I'm familiar. Train by day, a, a Joe little, Rogan by night. A little known podcast. Sure. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan by night. Right. Yes. Um, a ton of COVID misinformation, of course. <laughs> they even put the little. Uh, Fact check morning yeah, right. on the on the app. Yeah. So he had Aaron Rodgers on Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers on who didn't get the vaccine. There was a huge controversy and all that. So of course it was all talk about that. But uh I think Aaron Rodgers and I might be the same person, except he's an elite athlete. <laughs> and you did get the vaccine. I did get the vaccine. <laughs> okay. He couldn't get the vaccine because he was allergic to something in it. Okay. Yeah. And then he looked up alternative methods. He 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 did a. He said he drank like a weekend strain of it, and it kept getting a little. He basically did an old timey vaccination okay. on himself yeah, yeah. without a shot because he was allergic to whatever was in it. He just worked up his tolerance. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and then he ended up getting COVID too. But <laughs> well, I say, COVID can't be stopped. Look, the vaccine didn't do anything to COVID, and we all need to admit I t- that. I, I know what the co- I know what the vaccine did. The what? vaccine made some pharmaceutical companies super rich. Several, I don't right. know, billion dollars, <laughs> lots of money. I think one of the points Aaron Rodgers made is like, uh, forever we hated greedy pharmaceutical companies, and we didn't trust them. And we knew that they were out to make a profit. And then until all this virus, <laughs> until everyone started getting a cold, <laughs> we lost our minds. And then they they started out. I was like, "Yeah, if you get the vaccine, you're not even going to get it. You know, like you're you're not even going to get it. You don't have to wear a mask or anything." Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, "Well, if you get it, it's your symptoms are going to be lessened." And now it's just like, "Yeah, man, it's just a toss up, dude." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I think he's uh he's conspiracy minded. I like that about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's dropping little nuggets in the whole conversation. I was like, all right, Aaron, don't make me like an NFL team. You know, I don't have a chosen NFL team. Yeah. And I can't imagine the stress of having two football seasons to worry about going on simultaneously. How mm-hmm. do people deal with that? I don't know. Especially if your team's bad. Like if you're a, let's say you're an Ohio State fan, your Saturdays are usually pretty great, but then you're a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Your Sundays, your Sundays are, are pretty terrible. Right. <laughs> How do you live through that? I would put a bullet through my brain. It's like, I can't take this emotional roller coaster I'm on. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Browns fans are, they got to be, the ones that are out there have got to be the most loyal fans sure. of all. They are. They love their team. And I get it. You know, if Alabama sucked for the next 20 years, I would still love them. That's true. You know, they Mm -hmm. did suck for 20 years before Saban got here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pretty much almost 20 years. 17, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they would get, they'd have a good season here and there. Like Shula, he did get the SEC championship one year. 
uh, did we win it? Oh, we won the regular season championship because we were ineligible to play in the SEC championship yes. game, right? Well, it was. I thought uh, it's been a while, but we had Sean Alexander. He that wasn't Shula. That, well, who was that? That was Mike Dubose. We okay. won it in 1999. Okay, my bad. Yeah. With, with, well, no, he did have a season, and you may. He I, won I, 10 I think games. I about, did we have to? Did we go play Hawaii? We played because Hawaii. we were bowling eligible. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was that the year, or was that the year we played Texas Tech in the Cotton Bowl? I think that's the year we played Texas Tech okay. in the Cotton Bowl. We went like ten and three or something. Well, I, I want to say, was it Florida? Did we beat Florida State? They were ranked really high, and we weren't even ranked. We beat Florida. And that was, was that, the year we put it on Florida, yes, and both and, and broke his leg. We were supposed to get like blown out. Yeah. But we managed to win that game, sure. and then they went on to have like a nine-win season. Yeah, that, that we won exciting. ten games. Yeah, yeah. That was exciting. But. On the arm of Brody Kroll, legend, <laughs> the legend Brody Kroll, who's taking care of orphaned kids now. Yeah. But what higher calling can you have? And and be an Alabama legend. He was supposed to turn us around. I remember him crying at that press conference when they fired Mike Price for <laughs> sleeping with a stripper. And I was like, this is a bad look, Brody. I, I get it that you're emotional. This is a bad look. I know Mike Price is going to let you throw it like 45 times a game. And now we're probably going to hire somebody who's going to have to hand it off. But it worked out pretty well in the long run for us. Yeah, so, yeah, that's talking Alabama football <laughs> for now. There's a lot of <laughs> we'll bring it back deep up cuts. some more <laughs> later. We had a Mike Dubose reference. Sean Alexander, all time great. I watched him rush for five touchdowns against BYU and then harass Mormons drunkenly from the front porch <laughs> of my friend's house after the game while they were walking back to their cars. <laughs> Good times. I, I kind of feel bad about that. <laughs> Which of course we're, I'm sure wherever those people are, like. Man, them rednecks in Alabama are rough. Because we were like, hey, man, is that both you? It'd be like a guy and his daughter. Hey, man, is that both your wives and all that? You know? <laughs> but they had to know what they were getting into. Well, I'm sure he had the retort. No, that is uh, FLDS. <laughs> we're LDS. <laughs> she hasn't been turned in yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't We don't have that. <laughs> That's the... The fundamentalist. Yeah, I don't know. Are there still mainline Mormons that have multiple spouses? Like, can you get two, or do you have to go fundamentalist? I think you have to go fundamentalist okay. because now, look, I may not be remembering my history correctly, but when Utah was trying to get statehood, shocker, U.S. <laughs> government trying to tell people who they can and can't marry, trying to run people's lives. We've done that before. <laughs> they were like, no, if you want to be a state, Utah, you want to be a state, you got to do something about this polygamy yeah, because we this ain't polygamy. having it. Huh. At which point, the uh, whoever the Mormon president was, he had a revelation that said, we're not going to do that no oh, more. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the angel came to me and said, it's good, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, well, I figured I didn't know if it was like Baptist and dancing, like, hey, we don't like it, but you, you know, if you keep it down home and don't let anybody <laughs> know about it, it'll be okay. No, man, just go FLDS, you know. I mean, that's the way to go. That's all you got to do. Yeah, but that, if you're into having multiple wives, that's, I think, your number one way or your number one religion for that, mm -hmm. at least in the United States. Listen, I have no idea. And Mormon listeners, if we have any Mormon listeners, sure. write in and let us know. Yeah. But I've wondered with the 
the definitions of, of what constitutes a marriage getting kind of loosey-goosey here in the last few years. Yeah. I wonder if we may see that return. Yeah, they just get it we all. May, yeah, we may have it come back. I get another revelation. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad thing yeah. for them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if we got Mormon listeners, great. I'm glad you listen. I don't hate you at all, man. Mm-hmm. My dad's the one who ran y'all off from the house when y'all were visiting <laughs> when I was in high school. Wasn't me. You might could have converted me. No, I was very upfront. I was like, look, man, I already got one set of rules I'm trying to keep. I can't learn a whole new one. I can't do it. So, Look, no alcohol is bad enough. I can't do no caffeine, too. But <laughs> right. teacher was like... Uh, when we got married and everything, she was wanting to visit churches, and she was raised Baptist like me. Mm-hmm. And so logically, we were going to visit Baptist churches, but she was like, hey, you know, we can go visit First United Methodist or whatever, the Presbyterian Church, all mm-hmm. that, if you want to. And I was like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I've already know what we got here. <laughs> I can't be getting into nothing new, any new things you got to do. I don't want to have to go take communion up into front in front of everybody, too. That's awkward to me. Well, I was about to say, also, like, you know, as far as evangelicals go, the differences are a lot. A lot of times they're, like, extremely niche. Yes. You know? Very much so. So it's like you may be, you may not even know. Right. Like, you're doing something that's kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, and I don't know, because I haven't re- researched denominational history mm-hmm. at all. But this is how I imagine working in my mind if I can put it in a modern-day revelation, all right? You got a church of Christ. They're happy. They're all getting along. Somebody's like, hey, you know what? I kind of think a piano would be cool in here. (laughs) Get out. And they're like, get out. And so him and all the (laughs) piano players go and start the the new church of Christ or whatever. And they're essentially the same as that one has instruments and the other one doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I think it happened with the Prots, but I don't know for sure. So right. I've done no research. I'm sure you've been to Bible school. You know all of it. I have. Start talking about John Wesley. and I need to find it. I Somewhere I've got like a handbook of denominations where okay. you can flip through and there's like a an essay about every denomination, like where they come, where, where they came yeah. from and what their uh, theological uh, traditions are. And, and again, when we're talking about evangelicals, it's pretty niche. Like, for instance, in Baptist churches, uh, we do baptism by immersion. Right. And listen, if you if you got sprinkled, didn't count. That's right. <laughs> we're You're just, going to hell. Now, no, no, I'm kidding. We won't say that. That's a joke. But you didn't for real get baptized. Now, me personally, I feel like since baptism is symbolic anyway i am of the opinion that if you were sprinkled and it was and you meant it you were sincere about it that's good enough for me yeah but the the denomination is like no nah, we need you need to get you need to get dunked <laughs> right because it said jesus when he came up from the water yeah you know well okay i think that's the new testament model we have right. but nowhere did paul say you oh, got it, it do don't it. count yeah. if you didn't get dunked sure. in the water don't count no i agree <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, but saying that baptism is symbolic, we lost all our Church of Christ listeners right there. Yeah, because they, well, they hit pause, they're gone. So let's talk about them. Because, they're Campbellites, right? I know a little bit about them. Yeah, as you know, again, if if memory serves me correctly, uh, there's something that is actually salvific taking place when you are baptized for the Church of Christ. Yes. For the Church of Christ, yes. yes. Also, um, and they have 
very good scriptural arguments about that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because it says a lot, you know, re- re- be saved. What is it? Repent and be baptized, you know, for and thou sal- shalt be saved. Yeah, and so they're, they're like, yeah. well, they, that's what it says. That's you what gotta it be says. Baptized. Exactly yeah. like me saying, you got to raise up out of the water. <laughs> yes. That's the exact same thing. Yes. <laughs> also, if I'm not mistaken, now, Listen, <laughs> I think uh, Church of Christ are a lot like Baptists. They are very varied and probably have Absolutely very, various opinions on things. But uh, at one time, they thought you had. They thought they were the only ones. Yeah, and it was because they had of Christ in the name. Like sure, if you went to a church and it didn't say Christ specifically on your sign. Well, right. who knows who you're worshiping? Sure. You're not saved, right? You know, Rehoboth. Or Rehoboth Baptist Church of Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just get them on both sides. Hey, guess what? The Baptists are crashing the heaven party. <laughs> uh, and then I think Methodist. Now they've they've had some uh, dust ups here recently. Yeah, they've been going through some turmoil. But, A lot of them have Episcopalians. Yeah, have. yeah. But for the longest time, like the only difference between Methodist and Baptist was. Uh, baptism, yeah, we, 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 well, yeah. they're a little Methodist more open was, on the drinking. Are they? Are they? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, they're a little more. They're a little more open on the drinking. Also, <laughs> and, they're, and they're a little more. Uh, oh, what I, I wouldn't say rituals. What is it called? You know, like we're, we're structured. Liturgy. Yeah, they have a lot of okay. liturgy yeah. in their services. At least from you know, my great grandmother's Methodist, mm-hmm. and oh, I go to Scout Sunday at a Methodist church. So, if you want to get right down to it, as as we all know from uh, from King of the Hill, if you watched your King of the Hill, <laughs> sure. When uh, Hank asked, you know, what was Methodism, she said it's a rejection of Calvinism. There you go. That's, that, that's really where it comes from. <laughs> John Wesley was no fan uh, yes. of Calvinism, right? And that's why he didn't go to Baptist churches back then. Now he would have fit in fine these yeah, days. Yeah, I feel got, like we should just merge. <laughs> Like I say, I don't know a lot about denominations, but I think it's fun. I, I think it's fun to poke fu- that we all poke fun of each other. Yeah, you know. And I think there's a lot of unity amongst all the denominations, at least in the South here. For the most part. Because we all get lumped into that evangelical category. And it's like, hey, it's us against everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, we're all on the same page here, right? We're voting for Trump. <laughs> we got you Presbyterians. All right. When we count on you Lutherans, we got you. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all kind of work. Together, I think we all have a good working relationship. Church Christ will get a little testy sometimes. They like to argue a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. You should get Church of Christ and Calvinist together and let's just see what happens. <laughs> just lock them in a room. Steel cage death match. As long as I'm a spectator. Yeah. Because my debating days are behind me. Yeah. Praise well, the think, Lord. <laughs> I think everybody goes through a little debating time. You yeah. Know? And I think it's probably a pretty important part of developing your critical thinking skills, I would think, mm-hmm. and being able to process information that is uh, contrary to what you believe. But you got to be careful that that doesn't become, I mean, I, th- I think there are some people who would just rather argue about yeah. theology yeah, than actually try trait. to learn and grow spiritually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason I quit really trying to argue with anybody online is like, what is that? What is that? message that we're sending that impression that we're sending to people who don't come to church Mm -hmm. hey they can't even they're arguing about baptism you know or whatever (laughs) they're they're arguing about free will in like a hundred three hundred comment thread 
that does nothing to help people think we're cool enough to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you want to go hang out with a bunch of nerds doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I was you like, can instead argue about politics. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't argue about anything online, I don't really. Either. I I still got it in me. And there'll be some times where I'm like, I need to tell you why you're wrong. But then I'm like, no, can't do it. I can't do it. Don't be that guy. Don't rain on anybody's parade. Just let them be wrong. Well, that was discussing theology. That's right. So we got Alabama football. We got theology. How about some odd news? That's what this show is supposed to be about. Yes. So I have a guy that's got put in jail. I got a story about a six-year-old and what he needs to go to sleep. And I got a a story about a honeymoon. Okay. All right. I have a story about an indigenous tribe in Brazil. I have a story about two airline pilots who were suspended. And I wanted to start with this one. This one comes from the Huffington Puffington Post. A Nebraska man conducted an active shooter drill. Employees had no idea. Oh, wow. So I want you just real quick, I want you to imagine you're at Spiller Furniture and it is, the stuff has hit the fan. (laughs) This is your worst nightmare. It's going down. Some disgruntled. You assume, you have no idea. Sure. I mean, maybe it could be like ninjas with guns. You don't know. Yeah, somebody mad. But somebody somebody come in there and just started shooting the place up. They're shooting it up. What would I do in that situation? I don't know. It's run, hide, fight, right? I was just trying to think. First, you try to run. If you can't run, you hide. And if if they find you, your last option is fight. I was trying to think of all the cool stuff in Shane's office that I'd try to steal (laughs) during the chaos. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, where did my deer I killed? Well, there's just so much cool stuff. Like, you. Yeah. You would be sitting there trying to figure out. Well, that's what I think. Like, I'd be able to grab it and run. You know, <laughs> right. I, gotta, I can't. It can't be too big. Uh, and the shooter is like, "Why is an elk running down the hallway?" <laughs> There's a stuffed bobcat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, of course, I would run to the danger to protect my coworkers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Throw myself into the path of bullets. Well, check this out. This comes from Omaha, Nebraska. A man hired last spring to carry out what appeared to be an active shooting at an Omaha charity, complete with actors smeared with fake blood. Goodness gracious. This is a charity event. (laughs) This was a charity that hired this guy to come in and just... Basically, imagine, remember that scene in The Office where uh, Dwight Schrute, he set the fire? fire. Yes. (laughs) Imagine that with an active shooter drill. Right. Yeah. (laughs) He has been criminally charged with terrorism counts. John Channels of Omaha was arrested and charged Tuesday with five counts of making terroristic threats and one weapons count. The Omaha World Herald first reported the arrest. The incident happened on May 19th when Channels 27 showed up at Omaha Catholic Charities firing blanks from a semi-automatic handgun and then staging victims who appeared to have been wounded or killed, police said. The charity hired him to test its workers' preparedness for such an attack. The incident caused panic among the charity's employees because they had not been informed that this was just a drill. Police said that the charity paid him $2,500 to carry out the mock shooting and went along with his request not to inform employees beforehand. So I guess that was his idea. He wanted to be real. This is (laughs) Dwight Schrute. I mean, imagine how dangerous that is if just... 
One dude. Where was it? Was it Kansas City, you said? This was in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. You would think there's some people armed in Omaha, You would think there may have been one. Remember the, uh, what was the shooting in Texas where a dude lived across the street? He went and got his gun and came over there and started firing back. Well, I was just thinking, Tiny, imagine we're having, you know, Sunday morning service. (laughs) And Brother Al's like, we're going to mix it up a little bit and have (laughs) an active shooter drill. That guy would be so dead. He would. He would be so dead. If not him, somebody. Yeah. Somebody no, is going to die. That's what I've always told Deidre. <laughs> if a shooter comes in and hit the deck, because we're going to get killed in a crossfire. <laughs> People shooting from all kind of angles. Uh, check this out. One employee told the, the World Herald that in her panic at hearing the gunfire, she fled the building and leapt from a retaining wall intending to land and hide in a dumpster several feet below, but she missed and landed on the ground oh, no. where she curled up in pain. <laughs> and then she managed to get up and she ran several blocks to a restaurant. Goodness gracious. I have no idea what the restaurant was. I like to think it was a Captain D's. That's where I would <laughs> head for Seek, sanctuary. <laughs> Seek sanctuary at the Captain D's. <laughs> Omaha Catholic Charities Executive Director Denise Bartell said in a statement Wednesday afternoon that the organization hired channels based upon recommendations from respected sources. Mm. I wonder what those respected sources were. That's a quick Google. That's what that was. (laughs) He clearly misrepresented himself and his qualifications. Bartell said that channels didn't follow agreed upon procedures and didn't communicate properly with police. So he didn't tell the police. Oh, wow. Hey. Hey, we're going to pretend to shoot up. I'm going to pretend to shoot up this charity. None of them know it's happening. (laughs) It's all your own candid camera. It's all a big joke. How did he not get shot? I don't know. Maybe the Catholics don't carry guns to church like we do. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, We deeply regret following his recommendations and selecting him for the training, Bartell said, adding that staff members continue continue to be offered mental health support. Mm. He was arrested and jailed Tuesday and did not have an attorney representing him on the terror charges as of Wednesday. At the time of his arrest, he was allegedly out on bond for charges in a separate case accusing him of sexually assaulting a minor. Oh, okay. According to... There's a joke there. (laughs) I got to say it. You can cut it out. Of course he showed up at the Omaha Catholic Charity. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) He was recommended by respected sources, so... Oh, Father O'Malley. That's wrong. That's wrong of me. I should. I take all that back. I love our Catholic brothers and sisters. We're having the same issues. They're, that's what I say. I mean, we are having the same yeah, issues. We have, we've had our issues, too. Yeah. Luckily, I think and it's like we're the, a little more open about it than y'all were at the beginning. The late, great Norm MacDonald said that... Uh, Public school teachers screw more kids than Catholic priests. That's true. So, That's 100% why true. Why are we going after the public school system? We definitely should. <laughs> We've talked about That's been a topic on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to a police arrest affidavit, Channels told those at Catholic Charities who hired him that he had conducted other active shooter drills and that law enforcement officers would be present during the drill. But police say not only were officers not present for the drill, they were not even told of it ahead of time, leading officers to respond to panicked employees' calls with guns drawn. Mm. Uh, it's amazing that this yeah. guy didn't, uh, well, didn't eat a bullet that day. 
it is, it's also going to be interesting to see how many people sue him and this charity for any injuries that like the lady who bailed over the rail. Yeah. I could see her developing some neck pain, neck and back pains (laughs) to get a check, all that. I mean, when you're jumping from a retaining wall and your your goal is to land inside of a dumpster, yeah. that if how it, do you if every, miss? If everything went according to plan, that's bad. Sure, and then you miss. But yeah, a dumpster's <laughs> a really big target, especially if both of the sides are open. Yeah, you know, or both of the tops are open. You know, you got to be able to hit that lady <laughs> because your life depends on it. Yeah. Well, not in this case. No, but she didn't. didn't know that. She didn't know. <laughs> It's good thinking on her part. There would be something to cushion her fall. And she's got protection, at least. I was going to say, what if she was just laying there bleeding and they think that she's just like one of these staged victims, (laughs) but she really is (laughs) laying there injured and suffering. Man, I reckon what was going through this guy's head when he was sitting in jail after they picked him up. He had to be like, well. I imagine what was going through his head when he was like rolling up on the location fix to do this. Right. I've always wanted to do this. It's not real, but it's as close as I can get for now. How do you advertise your services for that? You know, like John's Active Shooter Drills, <laughs> LLC. Maybe this could uh, this could be like a side hustle. Yeah, the right. bonds business. Earth Oddity Shooter Drills. Would you like John to roll up to your place of business and pretend to shoot it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what your marketing campaign looks like for that. <laughs> That's crazy. If I guess if I'm ever in one of these situations, I'm going to stand up and say, this is only a drill. Yeah. So everybody else will be calm. And then I'm going to get the heck out sure. of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you make an announcement at the beginning. All right, look, guys, there's going to be something that happens during this. We don't know when. We don't know where. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> we don't want to overreact. But we're going, we have something planned during this event. Everybody keep your weapons holstered and safety's on. So, <laughs> Surprise. He pops in with a paintball gun or whatever. <laughs> it would be kind of cool to do and just scare the heck out of a bunch of people. That would yeah. be fun. I admit that does sound a little bit fun. Hey, okay, this is terrible. Nobody should do this. But when me and Tara, you know, we first got married, we had been married a couple of years. I don't know. Like, Jared, I knew Jared. Yeah. I I didn't, I hadn't known him for like years and years and years, but I'd known him. And uh, he was sitting, in the, he was over at the house. He was sitting in the living room. And I went, I went back to the back bedroom and got a cap gun. It was just a cap gun. Yeah. But uh, I came in and like, I said, I, I said, shut up, Jared. I'm sick of your mouth. It started like <laughs> bop, bop. popping him. In and he jumps. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Cap guns are a lot of fun. They are. Cops ruined that for us. They started shooting kids with them. But they no, are a lot of fun. If they shot the kids with the cap guns, we wouldn't have a problem. Problem is, <laughs> they shot kids with cap guns with real guns. Sure. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They had. Uh, they had superior firepower. <laughs> they did. That usually wins wars. All right, well, let's talk about another guy who went to jail, Tiny. Uh, a man is jailed for 34 months after farting in a police officer's face. Now, see, I didn't know that was against the law. I didn't either. Matthew Hapgood, 41, blew a raspberry at the cop after he was nicked for shoplifting. 
He made off with 33 pounds worth of beer and cider from Tesco and vape product uh, from Tesco and vape products from a garage. When police arrested Hapgood, he broke wind in the officer's face during the course of the arrest. Was the officer sitting down and he was standing up? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, <laughs> yeah. were they wrestling with him or something? And they were like in a weird position. I mean, if if you're wrestling the suspect to the ground, sometimes things happen. Yeah, right. right? In the course of a fight, I'll fart during a fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was necessarily yeah. malicious intent. I, maybe not. Uh, he pled guilty to robbery and shoplifting, possession of a bladed article. This is Britain. Okay. You can only have knives to kill people with, not guns. <laughs> And criminal damage at an Oxford Crown Court. Judge Ian Pringle, what a name, jailed him for 34 months on Friday. Hmm. There's not much. uh, The judge said that he had 31 previous convictions for 83 offenses. Wow. Okay. Well, it's good to know that we're not the only country that just keeps letting people out. (laughs) They get in trouble all the time. I was about to say, you said he had 30. 31. That means he beat 50 convictions or 50 charges, sure, didn't he? Right. So, 31 convictions on 83 offenses. Depending on how you look at this. He's got a pretty good record. He's doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. <laughs> that, that's a good batting average. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think uh, the lesson here is don't fart in a cop's face. Never going to turn out well for you. Yeah, there's in my experience – there's more cops than there are of you. Yes. Even if you believe all your buddies who say they got your back, <laughs> really they don't. Sure. <laughs> There's more of them <laughs> than there are of you. Have I told you about my friend who got tased and craft his pants? <laughs> no. I had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago. Okay. He used to work for me. Yeah. Now he works for another company, and he took me out to lunch to try to sell me something. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> got a family, everything. He went to the beach, all right, and went to a bar with all his buddies and all that, hung out, got pretty drunk, decided he was going to walk home. So he's Gulf Shores or mm-hmm. Orange Beach, either one. He's on the Gulf. So he's walking down the main little road there, and he said two older guys were walking the opposite direction toward him, and right when they got past him, one of them said something, and he turned around and said, huh, because he thought he was like asking for a cigarette or something like that. And he just gets cold caught. Oh, so dang. he was like, so then the fight was on. He's like, and I'm fighting two people on the side of the road. And he's he's a pretty big dude. And he's like, you know, but they he's like right about the time where they were about to get me. Like I we were on the ground and one of them had my neck, and the other one had me by the legs and was kicking me and all that. He's like, and I was about like, Well, I'm I'm about to die in Gulf Shores, Alabama, half drunk on the side of the road. He said they just fell off of him. And then he got tased. Oh, man. And he immediately crapped his pants. <laughs> well, if he'd been in England, he would have been charged. <laughs> so then the officer, you know, is talking to all of them and trying to figure out what's going on. And, of course, they're like, well, he said something and, well, you know, whatever. And then the officer stops. And he's like, did one of you guys crap your pants? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> And, uh, that was me. So the officer just cut everything short. I was like, all right, <laughs> before I have to decide how we're going to get you to the station with your crappy pants, you know, like, 
are either of y'all, or is anybody in this party going to press charges against the other? And they were all like, no. And he was like, all right, y'all have a nice night. So he had to walk back to this condo with crappy pants. Well, it got, hey, he didn't go to jail. It got him out of prison. It got all three of them out of, out of jail. So the lesson here is crap your pants. Crap your pants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're you can get well, that's a justified crapping right there. <laughs> I have the theory where all everybody has one a year you get just free pass because <laughs> accidents happen. If you get above that, there's some problems. You right. get one a year. And you can save them up, I guess, like vacation days. If you, you trade them with them. your friends. Well, like, if you don't use them for five years, maybe you have a year or as soon as you get five in. <laughs> yeah. Like you have a colon problems or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my theory. Huh. Every once in a while, you just crap your pants. Do you have like a like a punch card or something? Like, yeah. how do you keep like track a, of this? Like a Rolly Polly rewards card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Speaking of crapping your pants, how bad would you crap your pants if you were on an airplane and the pilots were fighting in the cockpit? <laughs> I would I would be uh, concerned, to say the least. <laughs> Two Air France pilots suspended after a cockpit fight. Those French are feisty. <laughs> well, yeah, they are to each other, at least. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> Two Air Air France pilots, I keep wanting to say Air Air Force, but it's Air France pilots were involved in an in-flight altercation and exchanged inappropriate gestures while in the cockpit of an A320 heading from Geneva to Paris, the airline confirmed on Monday. What do you think their (laughs) gestures were? I wonder if there's like... Like a French, like a one of them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Wee wee. The spat, which happened in June of 2022, uh, led to the suspension of both pilots who have not been named by Air France. The incident was quickly resolved without affecting the conduct or safety of the flight, which continued normally. An airline spokesperson said in a statement, "The pilots concerned." are currently suspended from flying and are awaiting a magisterial decision on the outcome slash treatment of the incident. Air France reminds that the safety of its customers and crew members is of is, is absolute priority. I would hope so. Yeah, although the incident took place two months ago, it became public due to a story last week in the French-language business newspaper La Tribune, which hmm. alleges that there are larger structural issues with Air France. CNN has not confirmed any of the additional allegations. The Bureau of Inquiry and Analysis for Civil Aviation Safety, the French government department that oversees aviation industry, said it has issued a safety recommendation concerning the operator's compliance with procedures. says earlier this year in a separate incident, an Air France plane arriving at Paris, Charles de Gou Airport. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) <laughs> experienced technical <laughs> issues and in- that's Charles de Gaulle by the way okay I, I thought it. you said I nailed it <laughs> you did no, I just couldn't help it <laughs> I've never been to Fran- Paris so well I've never been to France either he was but- a pretty famous world leader I'm surprised you don't remember that from Mr. Webb's class. I, I didn't pay attention to Mr. Webb's class. I don't think we got up into the to modern history I guess okay. or whatever you call that um Anyway, there was a 
says that they experienced technical issues and instability of flight controls while landing. The Boeing 777 aircraft, which had departed from New York City, landed successfully, and no passengers or crew members were injured. Air France and its pilots appropriately responded to the situation by circling and making a second attempt at landing. Air France, which was founded in 1933, is the country's national flag carrier. Hmm. But I remember that, the plane that its landing gear wouldn't come down. right. That's a tough one too. I don't, I'm not a big fan of flying. Well, I don't have the money to fly, Okay, but but I haven't flown a lot. I've flown, I wouldn't say I've flown a lot. Mm -hmm. I've probably flown a lot compared to some people though. I I don't like it at all. (laughs) I keep my seatbelt on the whole time. It's really like the bus if the bus could fly. That's exactly like, what it is. Nobody likes riding a Greyhound bus. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you put wings on it, that's what flying There's is. There's nothing these days. cool about it at all. And I'm just like, this is the day I'm going to die every time I've ever flown in my life. I'm like, well, this plane will crash. Like, if it's going to crash, it'll crash with me on it. Mm-hmm. Which is, in one sense, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Cause then for the rest of time, people, my ancestors can be like, Happy Long died in a plane crash. <laughs> That's cool, but also don't want to die in a plane crash. Well, let me ask you this: if uh, if if flying is as bad as it is, like what's next? Like flying on nine eleven. <laughs> I was talking about like technology wise. Is there oh. anything better than an airplane that we can do? I've some oh. people think in the future we may have like rocket ships. They say that you possibly. Could. Now I don't think it'd be like a very fun ride, so right. to speak, but. You could, if you could afford it, you could go from New York to Japan in like 30 minutes. Sure. <laughs> well, I, especially in the South, we have a lack of public transportation for the most part. Mm-hmm. We have never considered that a priority. I think a national high speed railway would be the most awesome thing our country could do. I don't know why we haven't appropriated money to do that. Well, what was that thing called? Was it Hyperloop? You remember that? Yeah, they still have one planned out in California. Are they still working I on think. Wolf, California. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> they don't have a great track record when it comes to public projects. <laughs> well, yeah, but we need one. I don't know why we don't. Amtrak is horrible. Have you ever been on Amtrak? Mm, the train? Yeah, no. It's a bus that's a train. I okay. mean, that's all it is. <laughs> Once again, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and. uh yeah, so we need something that I can go to California, you know, and not have to drive that whole way mm-hmm. to see Nicole and the Napa Valley and all the cool things I want to see out there. But Biden won't do it. I don't know what his problem <laughs> is. All these things cost money, and we keep sending all that money to Ukraine. <laughs> Did you hear what he said today? What did he say today? I think it, it was like uh, all y'all patriots. Hold on, I was reading it for right before I came on here. I'll find it. I wouldn't say it was alarming. I just can't believe that he would say it. All right, hold on. Let me get down here to it. For those brave right wing Americans, if you want a fi- want to fight against the country, you need an F fifteen. You need something little more than a gun. <laughs> okay. Well, number one, that's the president of the United States saying that about half, about half the the other half of the country, about half the people yeah. who voted in the election. Well, keep in mind this is this is Grandpa here. He's he is seen it all. Yes, he is. <laughs> and number two, you don't need an F fifteen. That's why we spent nine years in Iraq, genius. Sure, 
<laughs> you know who didn't have F-15s? The, the Afga- Taliban? The Afghanistan people? Until we left them there when we had to withdraw from that country? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go tell the Taliban they need an F-15 sure. if they want to beat America? Yeah. yeah. You know who didn't have fighter jets? The Viet Cong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did real well. <laughs> Turns out, yeah. really, all you got to do when you're in that situation, you just have to survive. Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to you, do. All you have to do is outlast the other folks. Yep. Afghanistan's done it throughout their entire history. <laughs> yes. We did it to a large degree in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. We were just like, this is going to be too costly for you long term. You're yeah. floating Eventually across the Eventually, you're going to give up. Yeah, and you're going to give up. Yeah. And we'll give you a fight. And Washington, G- General Washington, bless his heart, love him. He did a lot of retreating. He was very good at retreating because <laughs> we weren't very good at fighting, you know, right. on, a, on a large scale against an organized army. So we just had to keep them occupied until they're like, this ain't worth it. Let these stupid Americans have their own country. And they did. And look where we're at now. No high-speed rail. And our president says <laughs> he's going to turn he's fighter gonna jets fight, loose He's going to fight the, the party yeah. that he don't like. Yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. I was just like, that's a little shocking. You would think some woman would be like, hey, uh, let's not make any illusions that we want any escalation and violence in this country. We need to be uniting each other. But, but you're right. He is old. He's dying in front of our eyes. <laughs> He's shaking hands with ghosts. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. like, why is the media not talking about our president? Well, you know why they're not talking about our president. <laughs> you would think. Even if I was the most liberal, my hair's dyed green, I got a bunch of stuff all over me, you know. Wearing your Che Guevara shirt. Sure, yeah. (laughs) My my communism shirt that I bought for $20 from a capitalist business. Got Um, a rainbow flag sticker on your car. Absolutely coexist. (laughs) I got one of those on there. You've got an F Trump sticker. Sure. Only listen to Black Flag. I only listen to Black Flag and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Even if I was that, I would. I think I would have enough sense to go. Ah, President's he's dying in front of our, like this is cruel that we're making him have to do all this. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I think Kamala Harris is any better, but at some point, if he was my grandpa and I forced him to do as many public events as he does, which isn't a lot, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't had a, a real press conference in a very long time. Well, remember his campaign was just him hiding in his basement? Yes, until they doped him up to come out for the debate. I was about to say, what is it? They talked about that on Joe Rogan, too. <laughs> it's amazing that Donald Trump was so divisive. Sure. That we voted for senile grandpa, sure, President Grandpa. Stayed in his basement the whole campaign. <laughs> he never didn't even campaign. So that it wouldn't be Donald Trump. He got more votes than Obama. He did. <laughs> he got more votes, than, got President more Obama. votes than President Obama. More people were fired up to vote for Joe Biden than President Obama. I don't think they were fired up to vote for Joe Biden. I think they were fired fired up to vote against Trump. Well, I mean, they stole the election. We know that. Half the country was fired up to vote for Trump, and the other half was fired up to vote for someone against him. Sure. Well, but the but the but how does he be the guy the Democratic Party puts up? How you know what? That's a good question. Well, and- because he knows how to launder money through Ukraine. He's been doing it for forever. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Yes. Yeah. 
What was they said it on Joe Rogan? I'm citing Joe Rogan as a source. It was like Obama's quote, which I'd read it before, was something like, "Don't underestimate Joe's ability to screw things up." <laughs> and and that's it. But Joe also knows how the game's played up there. He knows, you know, where the basement at Comet Ping Pong is, so he can eat his babies. <laughs> he knows yeah, how to launder money through Ukraine. He's he, getting his adrenochrome. Sure, he's keeping the flight log secret from Epstein's Island, which that's still wild. We convicted a lady for trafficking human, and we and the client list is still sealed. We we didn't do anything to the clients. Yeah. We don't know who they are. That should alarm have everybody. No idea. I'm not trying to be ten full hat here, but that should alarm everybody. Didn't and listen, I haven't you know poured over stacks and stacks of documents. I don't know, but didn't we? It seems like we talked on this show about some of those documents were supposed to be unsealed. Yeah, and yet no, they won't. <laughs> It'll never. They're happen. not. <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> Just like they're never going to prosecute Donald Trump. Right. I, I just wanted to let everybody know they've been trying to get him for forever. <laughs> and y'all all get your hopes up every time. They're not going to, pro- rich people don't do this to other rich people. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. I mean, just like Lucy yanking that football away. Yeah. The, the literal, right. like people who hate Trump and want him to go to prison, they yeah. just continue to kick that football sure. and fall on their rear. And what you sound like are all the people that were fired up about Hillary getting prosecuted the whole time. <laughs> yes. Anytime anything will happen, Benghazi, <laughs> server in the bathroom, yes. the same thing. The Oh, where, where was our embassy they got? Oh, that was Benghazi. That was Benghazi, yeah. yes. Anyways, everybody was like, oh, she's going to jail now. Even Trump was like... I'd lock you up, you know. Like they said, I suppose. Like, doesn't she sell a hat that says "but her emails" on it? Yes, I think so. <laughs> so, I mean, Trump, he should sell a hat that says, you know, "grab him by the p words." I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but so, I'm, but rich people don't get other rich people in trouble. Like this is all political theory theater. You yes. have to know that, right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to jail. He's not. It's weird that this is all leading up into the midterms, but whatever. That's whatever. All right. <laughs> I listened to Joe Rogan once. I go complete conspiracy theory. <laughs> all I want to do is know what Aaron Rodgers is talking about because I like football. This story is uh, it's a little sad, but it's also odd. Okay. The first time Ohio deputies saw a six-year-old boy with an open Smirnoff ice in his hand, they say a woman acting as his mom said she didn't realize he had just grabbed one of her drinks. Plausible. Okay. That happens that sometimes. Happens sometimes. We've all had a kid spill a cup of Kool-Aid in the living room because we left it unattended. And they could easily that could easily have been a smeared off ice. I don't know. I, I think my first beer was given to me by a friend over at his mm-hmm. grandpa's house that he swiped sure. from his grandpa's fridge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when the same child was later found riding a scooter while holding another Smirnoff ice, the woman was arrested. It wasn't the to same the, one. No, he got a new one. <laughs> they went and cracked the top on another one. <laughs> so it's they arrested Friday. what? Arrested the woman. Uh, at DUI, by the way, the kid definitely <laughs> at least an open container violation. <laughs> yeah, the boy had told authorities the woman, uh, a friend of his dad has been giving him Smirnoffs regularly and that it helps him sleep at night. Mm. 
Okay. An investigation into the woman began when deputies were called to a Marathon gas station on Friday, August the 5th for a welfare check. As they were speaking with Victoria Hampton, authorities say the boys came running toward her with an open smearing off ice. I asked her if she knew her son was inside the store, and she stated yes, but did not realize he had grabbed one of her Smirnoffs she had just bought from the store. They explained to her that the possible consequences of him drinking alcohol and advised her uh, she needs to pay closer attention to the child. Authorities say the boy told them he had opened the alcoholic drink with his mouth. Baller move, by the way. <laughs> if you can ever do that at a party. That's going to get the ladies fired up. This kid's going places. Sure. <laughs> oh, yes. His frat, whatever frat he pledges, is, <laughs> they're getting an all-star. <laughs> you should go, go ahead and issue him a bid. Uh, after she threw the drink away, they were free to return home. Soon after, convenience store management told the sheriff's office uh, that they wanted the woman banned from the business. Authorities went to her home where they found the same child with another smeared off ice open, riding his scooter in the trailer park. He was unsupervised. <laughs> a deputy speaker. Well, okay, that's terrible, but he don't sound any different from any other kid riding around exactly. in the trailer park. And somebody's always watching you in a trailer park. It's usually a creepy guy, but someone's always watching you. A deputy speaking with the boy learned the woman regularly gave him alcohol. And although the boy claimed she was his mom, uh, she was described as a friend uh, that the father moved in a few weeks before to help her out because she had been going through hard times. Oh, okay. I think there's some hard times going on. (laughs) I guarantee you. He told investigators he had no idea this had been going on because he had been at work all day. His biological mother was contacted. Oh, I'm sure she's just loving this. <laughs> well, she knows that she's going to have all the cards. That's exactly when right. The family court comes. She's up. about to get either more child support or full time custody of her kid. So, <laughs> or both. Yeah, or both. <laughs> right. Um. So that's really the end of the story. I just want to say this lady, kudos to her for being so progressive, letting her son or letting this child, a six-year-old boy, drink Smirnoff ice so that he would later be gay. <laughs> I think that was very bold of her to do in today's climate, and I'm proud of her for that. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I've got a sad story, too. Okay. Do you remember, I think we talked about this on the show one time, there was a, a man in Brazil, and he was the last of his tribe. They were an uncontacted tribe of people living in the uh, Brazilian rainforest. Sure. And people had tried to talk to him because he was by himself. He was the last one. Well, he is, unfortunately, he has passed away. Okay. Last member of indigenous tribe dies in Brazil after resisting contact for decades. All right. (laughs) Well, that's what happens. I mean, I bet he didn't get COVID. (laughs) I guarantee you he did. The last remaining member of an uncontacted Brazilian indigenous tribe has died. Brazil's indigenous protection agency, FUNAI, said Saturday. Known as the man of the hole, he had lived in complete isolation for the past 26 years on Tanaru indigenous land deep in the Brazilian Amazon in Rodina State, according to nonprofit organization Survival International. 
He was given his nickname for his habit of constructing deep holes to trap animals and then also to hide in, the group said. The man had resisted all attempts to be contacted, though authorities continued to monitor him from afar, occasionally leaving him supplies. Survival Survival International said that the rest of his tribe was wiped out by several attacks in the 1970s, mainly from cattle ranchers and land grabbers. No outsider knew this man's name or even very much about his tribe. And with his death, the genocide of his people is complete, said Fiona Watson, the group's research and advocacy director. For this was indeed a genocide, the deliberate wiping out of an entire people by cattle ranchers hungry for land and wealth. The man's body was found lying in a hammock in a hut by Funai officials in on August 23rd. There were no signs of struggle, violence, or the presence of other people in the area. He died of natural causes, and his body will undergo a forensic examination by the federal police, according to Funai. The last known video of the man of the hole was released by Funai in 2018, which appeared to show him hacking at a tree with an axe-like tool. Survival International said that his abandoned campsites left clues to his lifestyle. He planted crops, including corn, papaya, and he made houses of straw and thatch. So, hmm. he was uh, to the end. He, well, he resisted society yeah. in the modern world. He knew it was good for him. <laughs> I was about to say, really, yeah. you're, you're living, living your dream. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. We have people today who try to unplug from society, you know, as their recreation. And he's just like, this is my life, baby. I'm going to do this for forever. I'm going to die alone in a hammock, which surprised nothing got to him. You know, like he didn't get gnawed up real good. Oh, like they found him before. Yeah. Right. Well, it says that they had been monitoring him. So you think they put some trail cameras out there or something? <laughs> as peep in on him. Uh, yeah, maybe it was like you know he uh, he hadn't come out of that hut in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's been in there for a while. <laughs> maybe we should go just peek in there. <laughs> well, if they went in there and there was like a Farrah Fawcett poster on the wall, <laughs> and he had tunnel out without them knowing, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or they go in the hut and they immediately fall in one of his traps. Sure, right. <laughs> they got you, suckers. <laughs> You're not going to teach me about electricity. Right. All right, well, the next story I have to have is uh, could go a little more Patreon okay. than we would like it. So kids just... Put in your earbuds. Yeah, go, uh, <laughs> go play... Tiddlywinks, or go play Red Dead Redemption. Get online. <laughs> My name is Yeet Burger something. Yeah. I just got some numbers after it. I don't know. Yeet Burger. Yeet Burger. <laughs> Who accounts that? It's, it's uh, one Thomas made for Ollie because Ollie would screw up everybody else. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's now my account. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> my original account belongs to Hudson now. So. Okay. Um, What's that one? Oh, you probably, you may not want to dox him. It was Viperous something. Okay. Viperous. I don't remember. Viperous something. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm Monster Madness. They all have numbers out. Except Thomas. I think Thomas is just tea time. Okay. Yeah. With like some underscores and all that in Mm -hmm. there. Because he 
paid a dollar to change his name or whatever it was. But I just take whatever they give me. Right. Ye- I'm Yeet Burger 205 or whatever it is. Okay, that's enough time for you kids to get out of here. <laughs> a man was arrested in a prostitution sting. That happens. While on his honeymoon. Oh, no. You should have listened to Mama on this one. (laughs) A newlywed couple had their Florida honeymoon cut short after the husband was arrested in a prostitution sting. He was one of 176 people. Now, think about this, guys. If you're looking to get a hooker, there's been 176 other dudes on the prowl, too. So what and these are just in, the ones who were called. Sure. And <laughs> what number in line are you? Like that's the question you should ask yourself. Um, they were arrested during the uh, sting. Oh, this took place over several months. Uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister held a press conference to discuss the lengthy operation that was focused on prostitution and human trafficking. During the press conference, the sheriff mentioned the arrest of a man who was on his honeymoon. That man was 34-year-old Paul Tervoski. He was in Tampa on his honeymoon at the time of the arrest. According to Chronister, Tervoski was arrested on the same day he was married. The sheriff said the couple tied the knot on July 15th, the same day the husband responded to an ad for sex. Tversky reportedly left his new bride in their hotel room while she was sleeping. Unfortunately for him, the ad was placed by an undercover agent. As a result, the newlywed husband was immediately arrested. We all probably have questions about how long the marriage lasted, but I think the only question here is, with the ending so quickly as a wedding guest, was it too late for the gifts uh, to be returned? (laughs) Yeah. As funny as a guy getting busted for soliciting a prostitute on his honeymoon is, it wasn't all fun and games. It sounds like there was also some really bad people locked up. Goes on to list a bunch of people that had other charges and all Mm -hmm. that. All right. My question is, it's your honeymoon, right? Right. Like, if if your wife went to sleep. This isn't after you've been married for 10 years. Forever, right. And she's had a headache for the last six weeks straight. Let me... <laughs> this right. is your honeymoon. You want to go full Patreon? <laughs> so Sunday night, okay. After we came over here, Deidre had a catch in her back all all day Sunday. What's that? Like uh, her back was hurting, just okay. like some pain. Back pain. Her, okay. un, un, you know, you get old, you just, you just back just hurts, more. right? And so she complained about it all day because she's a whiner. I mean, <laughs> we'll just be honest, she's a whiner, and. uh we come over here to the thing. We get home, all that. Put the kids in bed. Um, she's laying in bed. I go into the bedroom, and I'm like, look, I'm about to go cowboy it up upstairs <laughs> unless you want me to cowboy it up down here. <laughs> Full well knowing, hey, look, she's ha- she got a hurt back. This isn't happening. She was like, giddy up. <laughs> so... I was like, well, I wasn't prepared for that answer. You know, (laughs) like I needed to go get, take a shower or whatever. So, yeah, I was just very lucky for me (laughs) just that I asked. I was just trying to let her know. Every now and again, things go your way. (laughs) Yeah. I was just trying to let her know, 
hey, I'm not coming to bed at the same time you are. I'm going to kill a bunch of animals <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> and sell their pelts and at the sell, trading post. Sell their pelts for a dollar ninety, you know, or whatever <laughs> they give you for it. And then go blow all that money in the saloon at the poker sure. table. Buy, I, I buy clothes and guns and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm saving up for my bow. <laughs> you get a bow when you kill the animals. You get more for the pelts. It doesn't do much damage. Right. Well. So, but you got to work up to that level. So, anyways, uh, what I was saying is, why didn't he just shake his wife's shoulder and be like, "Hey, babe, I'm still needing a little bit more." <laughs> right. It's the honeymoon. <laughs> She's legally obligated to say yes on your honeymoon, right? I mean, I don't think that's how it works, but you would think that of all the times you would be maybe desiring the services sure. of an escort. Yeah. It would not be, not be the on the honeymoon trip. No. And maybe he was like trying to book one for both of them. I thought I mean about these that days, too. I was about to say there are some some adventurous people out sure, there. Sure. They are. So that's how you end up with monkeypox doing all that mess. <laughs> yeah. But she I bet you his wife was none too happy. I would uh, think not. Yeah. And I tell you what, that's uh Because it's not illegal to respond to an ad. Like, if it was online, I'm I'm just talking through this. I've, of course, never done it. Mm-hmm. I've never hired a prostitute. Yeah. I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of ugly women that'll sleep with me for free. Yeah. Okay. If you posted an ad, you're undercover agent, hey, hot, sexy time, whatever, <laughs> and I respond, hey, what's it cost or what? That's not illegal, right? Until I show up ready to go. I have absolutely no idea. You would have to ask this dude I work with <laughs> <laughs> who uh, wound up on the front page of the Tuscaloosa News. Okay. And their process when they were. Uh, did I tell you about the guy that we did foster classes with? Oh, you told me a story, but say it again. Right. <laughs> it's been a while. So, they showed up to, for foster care. Yeah, him and his wife. Yes. His wife, good looking lady. She's a dance instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, he owned a local business here in town. And at the beginning, first meeting, we all introduce ourselves, tell what we do, all that, shake hands, get split up in groups. Deidre's in his group. Deidre and him get paired together because we have to learn, you know, all this stupid, find three facts out about the person sitting next to you, you know, all this stuff <laughs> that they make you do. I don't know. But anyways, and then the next class, they didn't, weren't back. Didn't you see? Didn't you say that it, he seemed like a really cool guy? And you yeah. were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be fast yeah, I was like, friends." This dude, yeah, we're gonna be buddies. Yeah, he's in the restaurant business. I'm coming out of the restaurant business. You know, we're we're about to be good friends, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have a hookup on some food and all that, and and we're gonna be good buddies here. And then he wasn't at the next class, and everybody was like, "Hey, what?" What happened to the the what are their names were the Sullivans and it uh, wasn't the Sullivans. <laughs> There's a lot of Sullivans in the instance, world. Yeah, and the lady doing the class was like, well, they decided this wasn't for him. And then the next day, you know, like on Tuscaloosa News, is like he was arrested for soliciting a prostitute. <laughs> was it the same? Because I remember there was like a, a Tuscaloosa PD. They did a sting operation. They, they do them all the time. And they got this particular time. They got six dudes. Yeah, one of those dudes was the guy you was the guy with? I work with. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, you know, I, if I was working down at BF Goodrich and my coworker got arrested, I would be so excited because I get <laughs> to rag him about it for oh, the rest, rest of his life. You know, 
Every, I mean, it's amazing that dude hadn't just quit sure. and gone to work somewhere else because yeah, every they're like, hey, uh, how you doing, man? You, you lonely? <laughs> well, that, but that was gonna say the flip side of that is, I think all of us men are not far away from paying for it. I mean, we're all paying for it indirectly, anyways. <laughs> right. Well, we're all not far off from that. I don't remember who said it, but there was a comedian that said, "You don't pay an escort." Sex. Yeah, you you pay your leave afterwards. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, well, definitely shouldn't be hiring hookers on your honeymoon. Uh, or at all. I bet you they didn't have premarital counseling. <laughs> you think that's with what a was? local minister? Yeah. Don't they go over that? I never had it either. Well, I was about to say I had premarital counseling. Uh, I don't remember at any point that ever came up. <laughs> no, the preachers never like look. <laughs> don't hire hookers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems so basic, and yet, sure, this here's a guy. I will tell you from experience, offering your wife money for sex doesn't work out well either. <laughs> I have done that. Yeah, it didn't work for me either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, what's ten seventy five and an and an old button that I've had in my pocket? What's that get me? <laughs> Let's see, Deidre, I got a $10 bill, two nickels, an old button, a Visine bottle, and a pocket knife. What can I get? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cajun Curl. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, for all of their support. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. Skipped ahead there, but I did all that by memory. Nice. It's like I've read the same ad (laughs) since December 6, 2020, when I wrote this at 1.18 p.m. Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and like I said, you can find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, Mart's Mart in downtown Northport, um, South's Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wiggly, both on Lurling Wallace Avenue in Northport and 69 South in Taylorville. You can find it there. Go buy some today. Do it. Right, right now. now. Get up, pause, go buy Cajun Curl right now. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. We have three messages this week. Three? Okay. Three. First call. Hey, John and Tiny. How's it going? Phil Zutsu here. Hey, I was just calling uh, to talk about vape carts. 
So, first off, credit to Tiny for knowing that there's a difference between hemp-derived vape cartridges and cannabis. All right. Well, the difference is, according to the DEA, um, hemp-derived vape cartridges have less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC. Anything higher than that is considered marijuana by the DEA. So I'm assuming that's what Brittany had, and, and she didn't have the hemp-derived kind. She, she had, you know, the ones that are considered marijuana. Uh, but there are several advantages to vaping as opposed to uh, other forms of consuming cannabis. First off, potency. Vape cartridges are much higher potency than, say, like smoking or whatever. Also, it's, it's going to be a lot easier, smoother on your lungs because uh, va the vapor is typically not as hot as smoke. And also, there's a lot less stuff in it that would irritate your lungs. Uh, another advantage is bioavailability. So your lungs can absorb what you get from a vape cartridge that can absorb it better than what you would get from, say, taking a fat rip of, off a bong. Uh, you're going to get more off that little bitty hit from a vape cartridge. And then another advantage is that the cannabis distillates that they put in vape cartridges is decarboxylated, which means you can eat it. You don't need to cook it up with butter or whatever. You just scrape it up, add it to some oil, put it in some peanut butter or whatever, and eat it. But anyway, last but not least, uh, John, uh, your use of the word doper is a bit problematic. <laughs> you know, uh, I think most people that consume cannabis products would prefer to be called stoners or uh, uh, maybe potheads. Anyway, y'all have a good one. Happy to educate. Bye. That's spoken like a true doper. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Phil, he was very informative in that call. He was very informative in our Discord. Uh, I mean, he's super knowledgeable in all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed. I was like, is this dude a scientist? <laughs> or is he just like a high-level doper? Uh, yeah. Either one. I enjoy the John, term doper. please, st stoner. <laughs> no, me and all my friends used to call each other dopers because it's funny. It's like what you hear an old man say yeah, yeah. about you. So I, I just have adopted it. I was going to say, you're a former doper yourself, sure. though, aren't well, you? I, so always, we'd always be like, man, I need a sack of dope, you know? Yeah. And people were like, what are you talking Y'all buying heroin? We're like, no, we're just talking about weed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this Mexican swag weed that here and pump coals in our coke can and smoke out of it so, so you missed out on the uh missed the vaping <laughs> uh dab rigs were just becoming a thing when i was getting out of it okay those are no joke i have no idea what that is i consider myself a professional until i got a hold of one of them bad boys hmm. what it, is it it's like you say a, a dope ring a dab rig a dab rig it's like a concentrated I don't now look. I'm not a scientist like <laughs> Phil, so I could get it all wrong. It's like a concentrated, uh, like I don't know if they boil the weed down or whatever, but they get this little. It's like very sticky. I, I mean, I guess you call it dab stuff. Okay. It looks like almost like a golden eagle syrup, almost. Okay. Maybe a little harder than that consistency, and, and you just super smoke concentrated. it. Yeah, through like a. It's like a a water pipe like a bong or whatever I don't know the technical term for it mm -hmm. anymore been out of the game too long you right. know it's changed I feel like an old football coach <laughs> you know watching today's game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why aren't they running the wing tee <laughs> anyways 
Yeah, so I got a hold of them one time, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. The kids have figured out something new. <laughs> it's like about time for old John to bow out of this. So, huh. All right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he know, Phil, he knows a lot about it, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So, kids, if you're going to get into... Yeah. <laughs> Use a vape. Use a vape. <laughs> or you can be cool and learn to roll a joint like a man. All right? <laughs> and get all those contaminants in your lungs yeah. and the super hot smoke and all these other yeah. stuff. Like, are you trying to live forever or are you trying to look cool and get high? All right? Because <laughs> I'm trying to look cool and get high. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next call. Hey, this is for Ask John Questions, though. Number one listener. Over Jacqueline, I'm sure that you should. But anyway, I want to ask John about when you cross up a horse and a donkey, you get a mule. Now, how come the mule is sterile? Ask me that, John. Thank you. Uh, right. He is correct. A mule is a cross between a horse and a donkey. Right. But I have no idea why they're sterile. Okay, I'm about to impart some knowledge on <laughs> All right. A horse has 64 chromosomes and a donkey has 63. Okay. And they can mate, but because the offspring, the mule, doesn't get a complete set of DNA, there's an odd number in there, or uh, chromosomes, they become sterile. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) So, Shug, to answer your question, it's a chromosomal issue caused by the horse and the donkey having different amounts of chromosomes. But people want a mule because they do work hard, right? They do. Okay. Have you ever been to a mule pulling? No. Okay. Mule pulling is like tractor pulling except with mules. (laughs) Except with mules. It's some of the most impressive stuff you'll ever see. Okay. Those things can get after it. All right. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. All right. And our last call comes from our one and only number one fan, Jacqueline. Well, Shane said he was the number one caller. I mean, Shug said he yeah. was the number one caller, yeah. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline coming to you from beautiful, sunny Canada. Um, one thing real quick. Uh, you guys, again, I know, it's, I know I've mentioned this before, but there's a big difference between socialism and communism, and you guys keep using the words interchangeably. So maybe don't. I don't know. Anyway, just my thoughts on that. Recently got a new cat. So that's been fun and awesome and exciting. Oh, yes, the Tiny, the movie Fresh. I did see it. I did love it, of course. But I just had a complaint about it, and maybe you noticed this too, and other one that didn't. This is from the Patreon, by the way. Why are the girls in it so skinny? You would think that he would not want girls that were so skinny without ruining too much of the plot for anyone that didn't listen to the Patreon. Anyway, Cajun Curl and French Fries, my husband does it all the time. He loves it. Uh, puts it in the air fryer. Again, just about everything you put in the air fryer, you put Cajun curl on. So it's, uh, you really need to start shipping some up here. Uh, I know you can get it on the website, but the shipping is wicked expensive. So you could start selling it here. There's a lot of Acadians up where I'm from, and Acadians and Cajuns are all the same people. So I'm sure that everyone here would love it as well. Anyways, great show. Uh, finally caught up, I think. And I will talk to you later. Bye. All right, so Jacqueline is correct. Socialism and communism are different. Communism is socialism with guns. Sure. Well, right? as I was say, socialism is communism that hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they just haven't quite made the turn 
down communism street, but they're in the neighborhood. Yeah. We kid, we kid. I don't. I 100% mean it. But also, that's an excellent point. Like the movie Fresh. I mean, we right. talked about it's a dude, he's a cannibal. He's like kidnapping these girls and he's like selling their meat. And it would make a lot more sense if, and he would probably, I don't know, uh, he'd probably have a lot more you know luck sure if he was uh well but you don't want you you don't want all fat on your meat right <laughs> well also maybe like maybe the skinny girls are easier to kidnap yeah maybe they're, they're easier lighter to, <laughs> easier to carry down to the basement and sure lock them up in cages that's true yeah. you don't need as much cage room <laughs> you know <laughs> if space is not all of us have a mansion to store <laughs> women in cages in. Right. So we need a smaller case to keep them in, smaller area. Yeah. You have to go to the FLDS for that. Sure. <laughs> so maybe it's perfectly logical that he only had skinny girls. Yeah. I don't know. I will never watch that movie. <laughs> and yeah, Cajun Curl is great. We'll have sure. to tell Squirrel. Maybe tell him to load up a, a shipment in the food truck <laughs> yeah. and just head all the way up to Canada and set up. <laughs> sell out of the food truck and then stock it in a Piggly Wiggly in Canada. We also did get a text message from Pat. Nothing. Uh, he just said he, he just recently got back from a road trip with his family. Okay. And, uh, listened to our show. Oh, all right. Um, so with his family? With his family. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Bless your family. Shout Pat. out to Portland, Pat. You're a brave yes. man, sir. Yes. Well, <laughs> good luck to you, Pat. I hope your wife doesn't leave you. Your significant other doesn't leave you. Yeah. We also have some questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions, you can head on over to the Discord server, link in the show notes, and head to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. He says, Why are some of the mugshots blank on the TCSO app? Is that a premium if you're wealthy and don't want your mugshot printed out and posted at work? Okay, I have a theory about this. I don't think it's wealth because you're wealthier or important. Because mm-hmm. Pete Golding, defensive coordinator, got DUI. His mugshot was on there. You know, mm-hmm. so he's a defensive coordinator at Alabama. I figure if anybody was going to get protected, it yeah, would be, it would be him. him. And I, on the blank ones, you don't see a lot of the prominent people in Tuscaloosa's last names there to know that it was the Spiller family, you right, know, or, right. or whoever, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't think it's that what I think it is are those are people that they are going to attempt to get to roll over on other people for crimes. Oh, okay. So they can't definitively say, cause they only put their last name up there. They don't put their whole name anymore. Or used to, but they can say, oh, if, they can't let their buddies think they're compromised. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So they can wear a wire and buy, you know, uh, seven grams of dope from somebody and, mm-hmm. and put some college frat boy in jail to the war on fight the war on drugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Phil Zoot Suit. If you were a jelly bean, what flavor would you be? Green. <laughs> Green. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going with root beer. Okay. That would be my Oh, you're getting exotic with it. <laughs> of course you are, Code Red. Oh, Code Red Sullivan over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad this came up here. 
Goose asked, does Nick Saban deserve the salary he has? Absolutely. Absolutely. He could not agree with John. hundred percent. Do you want me to lay out? Did I lay out all my reasons for everybody? You laid I know it I did out it on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. But that that's not wide reaching enough. Even since then, I've read that they estimate Nick Saban in his time here, which came here in 2006, right? 2009. No, 2006, because we won the national championship right. in 2009. He's made the university over $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion that he's made the university. That's worth a $93 million salary over eight so. years. Yeah. Averages out to a little over $11 million a year. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good return on your investment. Absolutely. But just the economic impact football, having a winning football program has on the town of Tuscaloosa and Northport is immeasurable. Well, it is measurable because it's about $19 million per game. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if you compare the number of uh, apartment complexes now and sure. hotels yes. to what we had back in 2005. Right. Yes. It's like a whole new exactly. place. Yes. Yeah. Our, our enrollment has doubled almost since it got here. The town has grown and every football game is a commercial for the university of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that's something the anti-football nerds, don't realize is that every game is an attempt to recruit people to your school, not only to play football, but to be in the engineering program, to be in the dance program, the, all the different things that we have, the business school, our law school, any of that. Mm-hmm. That's a huge advantage. We are getting paid to advertise on TV. They don't do that, you know? Right. Like no TV station is going to come to Spiller Furniture and go, "Hey, we want to give you money to advertise your organization on our TV, on our TV channel." Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way. Nope. But we get paid through TV contracts to have a commercial, an entire three-hour commercial, twelve Saturdays a month or a year. It helps bring people to to town. You look at that, you're like, man, I, that's and, awesome. and living in Tuscaloosa, you can see the difference. Absolutely, yes. you can. This town has grown, and it's struggled growing sometimes. <laughs> and we weren't really prepared <laughs> infrastructure-wise with uh, everything, but we're catching up. Mm-hmm. We're catching up. Our next question comes from the driver. What is your favorite Western? Uh, we were just talking about Westerns before this. I know. It's serendipitous. I would say The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Okay. I like that one a lot. I would say Tombstone, probably. Okay. That's Tombstone's a, a really good one, too. <laughs> yeah. Unforgiven's up there. I really like Unforgiven, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Tombstone is kind of uh, all all people who don't even watch Westerns will say Tombstone. Sure. But it really is a good yeah. movie, so I like it a lot. Our next question comes from That's Our Bobo. If you had to replace your first name with the name of a body part, what body part would you choose? Um, hmm, taint, <laughs> taint long, taint long sounds great, doesn't it? That sounds like a travel ball kid, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our next question comes from Stan Wright. How would you describe the primary colors to a blind person? Would a blind? I mean, really, I don't. I can't think of how to do it. Yeah. Because a blind, I mean, I guess if they're truly 100% blind, which we got some blind listeners, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to chime in on this. Do you even have a concept of color? Right. I guess they do. I don't know. Like, I close my eyes and envision colors. Would that be something I could do if I never had seen colors before, though? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Someone who was blind from birth, who's never seen anything, right. I don't know how you... I just probably just tell them everything's black and white. <laughs> and then they would say, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, well, you know what black is. Like, yeah. that's what you you have in your brain. I trying guess. to describe colors to a blind person would be like trying to describe God's love to Richard Dawkins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Several people tried. <laughs> and failed. <laughs> sure. I heard, he, I heard he recanted on his deathbed. <laughs> Here we go with that again. <laughs> I think he's still alive. So, Oh, is he? He's still got a chance. Well, who was the other one that died? Christopher then? Hitchens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> definitely, he got saved right, right to the end. Yeah. Right at the end, he got saved. Even though he told everybody right. not to believe it, he really Look, did. Look, when the Holy Spirit compels, <laughs> as all good Calvinists know, irresistible it's grace. irresistible. <laughs> Our next question comes from Nicole. Is it too early for pumpkin spice flavored things? I might be biased, and it is a hundred and five here. Wow, okay, that's hot. Um, well, I don't like pumpkin spice anything, mm-hmm. so you can drink it whenever you want to. It's always too early for me for it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin spice too. Yeah, but I definitely don't want to drink it when it's like warm outside. Sure. That's just me. One of my greatest memories with Deidre is we carved a pumpkin one time with the kids and she talked about how bad it smelled and mm-hmm. proceeded to light a pumpkin flavored candle <laughs> to mask the smell of the pumpkin we were actually carving. I was about to say, was it like, was something wrong with the pumpkin? No, it was just like a strong, you know, how you get, you're mm-hmm. scooping all that guts out and everything. She's, it's, huh. she's just weird. I know that, you know, when we go to the pumpkin patch and we are all picking out a pumpkin, it, my thing is to like try to pick the ugliest one that's out there. Okay, you know, I'm like Charlie Brown picking out the ugly tree. I sure. want to get the ugly pumpkin, the grossest pumpkin I can get. I got one time one. It had like I don't know if it had like a disease or what, but it had like these bumps and knots all over the front sure. of it. And when I cut it open, it was like black inside. Mm. It smelled terrible. Mm. But it made a horrifyingly scary. I bet it did. Jack o' lantern. So. I bet it did. <laughs> Our next question comes from. The driver, he says, first of all, to start with, October is too early for pumpkin spice. But he says, will there be a Cajun Curl pumpkin spice edition? (laughs) I have no idea. I heard Brandon's got the team in the lab trying to get it up (laughs) before fall hits. (laughs) That'll do it for questions. All right. And one thing we need to do, though, before we end this free show is we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. We thank you all so much for donating to the show, for supporting what we do. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show 
That's like a whole extra episode sure. every single week. Right. What are we going to be talking about today? <laughs> I got a story about a lady who is not real happy with her husband. Okay. What about you? Well, they say God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a story about a woman who claims the STD she got was a blessing in disguise. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Uh, I had an idea. I didn't okay. discuss it with you. But I think we should say if we can get to like a hundred Patreon members, that'll be when we start doing video. Oh, that's for good. both the regular show <laughs> and the Patreon show. That's a good idea. Right. Yes. Because I have heard from several people that we need to do a video sure. part of the show, and we absolutely should. We just need to be able to find But that is it. a lot of extra work and money. But I tell you what, right? If we had a hundred patrons, that would be worth it. Yeah, that's so. There you go. So, I mean, sign up today. We're yep. running a special, five dollars. <laughs> We're running a special. That's excellent. Yeah, and we get to uh, this is this is our like you know how you go to church and they're trying to build they have sure. fun and they got the little thermometer exactly. And stuff. Yes, this is the march to one hundred. What if it we, begins today? <laughs> <laughs> what if we started doing video like next week and all it was was just that thermometer? It was just like a black <laughs> screen with that thermometer. And a link to our Patreon. <laughs> a link to the Patreon show. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. We can That's like, good. Like, That's everybody good. watch this week's episode on YouTube <laughs> or whatever. Twitch. I don't even know how you stream. Like, do you stream? Is it just a Twitch? Uh, I've helped my son Eli stream some of his games. Yeah. It's it is a whole thing. Sure, uh, I will say that live video is way easier than okay. like editing it. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah, don't have to can, edit anything. That's what I say. Yeah, you just uh, there's this software called OBS. It stands for Open Broadcasting Software. You it is the software is on your computer. You run all your audio, all your video through that. And yeah, you get what's called a stream key, and you post that in Facebook. Twitch, YouTube, whatever you're streaming, and it to, goes everywhere, and it, and it goes there. Yeah. Okay, well that's pretty cool. Will people be prepared for, like, you know, because we have to edit stuff out? <laughs> maybe we'll, uh, maybe the live version of the show will be Patreon exclusive. <laughs> okay, and YouTube get the edited. Show. Well, I don't want you to have to do video editing, and I certainly don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> but if we get a hundred members, maybe we can it'll get be somebody. Worth it. I was about to say, it'll be worth yeah, it. Right. So we just need some, we need people to join the Patreon. Yeah. Bottom line, mm-hmm. if y'all want video, join the Patreon. Now we're about to find out that most of the people probably don't want video. <laughs> it's only five bucks. It's, I mean, that's what I'm You can't to. get a Happy Meal for right. five bucks. We make you happy for an hour a week. Mm-hmm. That's worth $5. You get a whole nother hour for that. That would be yeah. $2. And it's also, it's $5 a month. Yeah. So really, yeah. we make you happy for four hours exactly <laughs> for five dollars. That's exactly right. So, and when you pay that five dollars, you then it gets up to about eight hours a month. There's not an escort in this country that's going to sure. give you that much pleasure. That's less than dollar, less than dollar an hour for content. Sure, yeah. I will do one podcast with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get the video, there you just go. for funsies. <laughs> there you go. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. I regret saying that out loud. <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
I regret. I, I take that back. <laughs> yeah, any, too late. No take backsies. <laughs> we didn't shake on it. We didn't shake on it. You got anything else for me in this free show? Uh, no, that's it. I, I, thanks everybody for listening. Join our Patreon. We'll have the drive to 100. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do it like a telethon. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on the ball. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art. We are underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, we're here. You're one of the lucky few (laughs) that are here, but we're going to have other people joining us. Tell your friends. That they need to sign up for Patreon. Last week, I believe I promised in the Discord server that I had a white trash. Oh, that's right. I have it in my notes.